Hello again, friends and listeners. This is uh, time again for my name is Sherman, his name is Sherman. And uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll get right to it here today. Um, well, it's Labor Day week still. And in our household, and our family, that's very appropriate as uh, we welcomed our first granddaughter. I guess, Sherman, that's your first niece, right? That's true. Yeah. So, uh, 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 joyous time. And to uh, just get us going with a song, I'm going local and I'm going current. Essentially, uh, dance through it. Name of the song, uh, local Chicago group, I believe. Uh, been heard this song about a year ago uh, by uh, Twin Peaks. Uh, not to be confused with the c- kind of cultish television show from, I'd say, back in the nineties. Um, and uh, one one of the things I like about the song is it's got some some good brass section, or at least it sounds like brass. I never quite know the way kind of sounds can get manipulated now. Uh, but, uh, and that that would be coming out of some great Chicago history, uh, music, blues, brass, and certainly the the band Chicago was known for their, their brass. But actually, the original name of that band was Chicago Transit Authority, CTA. And, and they had to change that for legal reasons. Um, I don't know, maybe similar legal reasons to our um, shout-out sponsors, but we won't dwell on that. But, uh, yeah, how, how's your week been out in the heat and and st- storm of heat out west? Uh, well, it's uh, been relatively okay. I've missed most of the major weather events which thankfully there really doesn't seem to have been too many of the summer and i got back just in time for the record temperatures uh, the hottest the literal hottest temperature in la county's history and not just in the existence of la and or the county but the physical location tracked historically i believe it was 100 20, 121, one of those two, uh, somewhere in L.A. County. So that's the hottest temperature ever recorded within the county, historically speaking. And then it's probably 110 to 115 where I was, and the it got so hot, the power went out, and not in the sense of a rolling blackout where they were managing the grid. Uh, it just, I don't know if something, you know, blew or, uh, you know, something happened and we lost power at the hottest part of the day. For a little under three hours, which I, I don't recommend doing that when it's 110 to 15 degrees out. But, uh, and then, you know, the fires really haven't affected L.A. to the extent that they have uh, San Francisco and Northern California until recently, uh, until the last you know, f- few days. And yesterday... I thought, you know, waking up, there may have been a fire overnight because there was a a yellowish glow outside my windows. 
in the morning and throughout the day and it turns out it was just the worst smog in LA in 30 years so now the west coast and from what I keep reading the west coast you know you really you were supposed to go outside if you wanted human contact and now you can't really do that either so I'd say the Pacific Northwest and Northern California has it far worse from what I can gather but Southern California's trying to catch up in terms of being a terrible place to live or try to live right now but you know what what can you do I guess yeah. so yeah, just uh, but I it with respect to Twin Peaks I'm curious because you're noted for your discovery of musicians and bands how did you come across them um just I I, I imagine it was just local radio XRT and oh, might have okay. been a yeah, uh, I tell you what, I was I was so kind of uh, taken by that particular song. It's got a great uh, '70s, '80s kind of vibe to it. Maybe a little more '70s uh, retro. And um, I think shortly after I first heard it, I I sent it on a and you know a siblings link uh, to to share that song with them. Mm. So yeah. That's that's how that that played out. And um, do you envision undiscovering them as you have that's, some that's artists? True. I I great call there, Sherman, because I think I I claim I claim discovering Nora Jones. Um, Nora Jones, John Mayer, John Coldplay, Mayer. <laughs> uh, Fleet Foxes, good. which. Yeah, I was there for that discovery. I want to say you bought their CD at a Starbucks uh, or something, a store, either a physically, like geographically close to that Starbucks, and you just did a two-for-one or something similar to a Starbucks, another type of coffee. Feeling pretty good about that, two-for-one, yeah. Yeah, so, but you have, from what I remember, have since given back both John Mayer and Nora Jones. Yeah, but I'm, I heard I'm, there's there's a reclamation project going on with both. Actually, um, I I think she, her, it's not that her well her music has matured. It's been twenty plus years, twenty five years since her huge kind of early hit for her. Um, mm-hmm. But I think she's matured um, certainly faster than me. But I have matured. Um, <laughs> over over that time and i have a, a better appreciation for her music now um i was i was i was troubled by it because what followed up i think on the timeline sherman was that the following year that she was um nominated for grammys also up for grammy you know record of the year or whatever it is um album song of the year also was um, Springsteen from his his album or disc post nine eleven, and as as we uh, reflect on that day today, uh, but um, that album he put out 
post 9-11, right, was, was remarkable. And anyway, so she, she got the Grammy over him on that. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, um, but uh, we're, yeah, that, and, and John Mayer, the way he's, he's performed with, is it uh, Grateful Dead? Yeah, mm -hmm. great. I hear from you know, my friends, the Deadheads, who think he's really uh, um, pulled things together for, for the Dead as they were touring over the last many years. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, Nora Jones has a very interesting life, if if not life, then strictly, you know, her parents. Um, her dad being, I will probably butcher this, uh, Ravi Shankar, uh -huh. the uh -huh. person who really introduced the sitar to the Beatles, right. and you know, therefore Western music, um, and. Uh, so and then her mom was a concert producer and so that's an interesting heritage to have just in and of itself and then it's obviously let i mean i was just reading her first album which it's a, you know an unfathomable number now sold over 27 million copies Whoa. which is i mean don't know why i think people yeah I, I, yeah, seriously, and scene. Good job, everyone. And so that's, I mean, I bet you the top 10 records, if not 20 of the year combined now, sell that many actual records. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, John Mayer, I mean, he's always kind of been in my life somewhat. I didn't like him as a person, nor really connected with his music. But he was, he's been in some great, or involved with great comedians, most notably Dave Chappelle. Oh. Um, so he was on uh, at least one Dave Chappelle sketch on his show in the early 2000s. And then as, if not toured with him, has uh, done multiple shows with Dave Chappelle. So half comedy, hmm. half music, and I think... Each was involved in the half they weren't, you know, the predominant performer okay. in. So, yeah, John Mayer. And then, yes, as you point out, the Grateful Dead. He has seemingly been touring with them for years now. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I've always appreciated really both his and Nora Jones's musical talents. And I'm, I guess I'm glad to see they've come full circle with the Shermans. Yes. And apparently... It's quite clear that my body is not a wonderland because just uh, earlier this week, I think it was uh, Labor Day Sunday um, a few days ago, and I was, uh, I was, it was just a quiet day for your mother and I. And um, uh, so in the afternoon, I finally got up off the couch and said, okay, I'm going to go for a run. And then I realized I really didn't feel like running. So I said, huh, I'm going to walk. And then I wanted to do more than walking. So I commenced a, a, you know, a little jog walk, jog walk, which seemed to fit and make sense at the time, feeling pretty good about it. And I'm coming down the, the street near home, several, several houses down. And um, one of the neighbors got a big smile, steps out from his driveway and just shouts to me, uh, all well-intentioned, hey, just starting, huh? Just starting out? Like, 
Oh dear Lord. I mean, <laughs> I, I am blessed at, at, with, uh, as a grandfather, but I must've looked like Methuselah to him. I mean, the, the, I hadn't jog walked since the eighth grade. And, um, so in that moment, I just, I just said, yeah, big smile back. I mean, yeah, I, I, now I was, I know I was thinking like, Hey, I started running 50 years ago, but I just, when I got home, I was giggling and appreciative of him reaching out. And so, uh, that, that was, that was okay. Yeah. It's good, positive neighborly interaction that you don't really hear about anymore. Well, we certainly, we don't, it, it, we don't experience enough of it, you know? Um, it, it, it may be going on, but I think, I think in, I'd like to think, you know, is you're right in his own little way. He's like, Hey man, I can, I can give this old dude a, a, a little encouragement, a little shout out. And, and, and that's, that's how I received it. And then went home and chugged a beer as if I were in college. But, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm assuming mom did not see you chugging a beer and ask first time just to continue that pattern. <laughs> um, that's true. No, maybe first time today, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's good. I've, I mean, I'd like to shout at my neighbors, <laughs> but it would not be fit to print. So that's good that you have at least one neighbor you can count. Well, this, the great irony in this is, um, at least to, <laughs> to the two of us and, and, uh, is that that is the guys whose little dog chomped on my leg a couple of years ago. Oh. So, um, plot twist. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I'm the only thing that twisted more than that plot it, uh, were the doggy's teeth in my legs. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, was able to overcome that and, and, um, move on. Uh, well, I mean, you could have said yes first time since the accident <laughs> and really made that guy feel bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I guess you're you're a better man for not doing that. No, I'm no, I'm just not sharp enough. <laughs> so, well. And um guys, I, I share one other quick um kind of subject related. 50% your show, you could do whatever you want 50% of the time. Um, so does that mean a quarter of the time? Um I, I was told there would be no match. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so, and I then, I then, uh, no, Labor Day Monday, I went out um, full of temporary energy and and went to the driving range. And I happened to uh, hit just literally two or three little eight irons, just bumped them out there, and and they were okay, you know, they were okay. And this lady behind me, immediately behind me was struggling big time and only because i saw her balls you know strayed right by me <laughs> um and she was so sweet she 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 stopped and said oh, you make it look so easy like that again all i could do was was smile and thank her but 
those of you who, let me just say, my, my golf swing was once characterized by a, a, a local guy giving me a lesson, and after he saw me take a few swings, in all earnestness, this young uh, kind of uh, teaching pro, assistant pro said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure, whatever. He said, um, have you ever been in a major auto accident? So if anyone is having trouble visualizing my swing, I think that uh, commentary captures it. So, but yeah, that's all I that's all I got in this these last few days. How about you? Well, those those are some good inadvertent. Would they be inadvertent compliments, or I guess back inadvertent backhanded compliments? Um, because the the people seemingly based on your summaries are as you said well-intentioned and are saying objectively nice things but um yeah well i guess the first guy's more of a backhanded compliment the second person the woman that's just a compliment yeah. i guess more more just surprising than anything based on historical data it, it it felt like you know being graded on the curve which thank goodness happened back in high school for me um otherwise i'd still be paying some in high school long uh yeah uh pricey overdue uh, book charges but <laughs> so yeah that's um that's where we are oh that's uh i mean it's a pretty eventful week for you i mean during those two days i was just trying not to melt really <laughs> um but yeah i mean Otherwise, I don't, uh, not much on my end, uh, you know, yeah. can't say, can't say much is going on in Los Angeles in terms of what's on my mind. Uh, I, well, I will say to, to you, which I feel like mom may yell at me for this, but to you and our listeners, I highly recommend watching on YouTube old Johnny Carson interviews specifically with Don Rickles, Robin Williams, Steve Martin, and my favorite, I think, it's, it's either Don Rickles or this guy, Jonathan oh. Winters. And I've been watching a lot of Jonathan Winters, Johnny Carson interviews, and they are hysterical and just odd and it's good, clean fun, and it's clean in the sense of I don't know that there are any expletives, but uh, there may be some insinuations or implications. But uh, it's it's relatively clean yeah. overall. Some might and say innuendo. <laughs> correct. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. And that's yeah, that's that's what's been uh, you know taking up my my lunch times while I eat, and uh, they've been wonderful and i wish that late night interviews they are from time to time can still be like that but there were more guests like that um like jonathan winters and don rick well and and that in in may of 92 april may of 92 johnny carson was getting ready to retire and we happened to be out there um had a little bit of business and uh my cousin Dave and old pal Riggs figured it out and got got us tickets to uh, the Johnny show. You know the the 
late afternoon taping. And uh, that was just outstanding. Uh, outstanding. So uh, thanks. He, yeah, no, no question about it. The, the master um, uh, and his, his ability to play the straight man, his timing, his, his, his gestures, his oh, wittiness is oh, on a regular basis. Great stuff. Well, and uh, someone whose interviews I've been watching less for the humor, um, but more just because he had a, a wide range of guests, far more so than really any show I could think of right now. If it'd be any host, it'd probably be Stephen Colbert in terms of the uh, eclectic nature of his guests. Uh, Dick Cavett. Oh, Dick, Dick, Dick Cavett. Cavett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dick Cavett. Yeah, he, he was on um, AB, ABC was a, and Carson was NBC, yeah. Yeah, he was just, he had great guests and great interviews, so I highly suggest those as okay. well. Uh, he had, and he was, you know, same, I, I have no idea, I haven't really looked into it, but seemingly around just as long as Carson was, maybe a little later started and ended a little later. Um, but yeah, I mean, his, he was very insightful and seemed to be more of an intellectual show than your standard late night show was and, and now still is. Yeah. But yeah, those interviews are great and odd as well. I mean, there's ones with both like Groucho Marx and, um, who uh, Truman Capote mm. and uh, I think I really just put a hard accent on his last <laughs> name but that's neither here nor there but yeah I mean the, the mix of people by themselves and then with other guests uh, was great so you, you those are my uh, those are my two wrecks right good now. and I'll just mention that you know I think prior to Carson on NBC was Jack Parr Jack yeah. Parr yeah yeah, um, yeah. Good. Well, that's that's all I have for our fifth episode. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Uh, enjoyed it and appreciate our uh, our, our friends and listeners um, taking the time to join us. And we'll we'll, we'll look forward to uh, uh, our our next uh, get together. Mm-hmm. And uh, just uh, have to thank our one sponsor, and I've confirmed with this person that they will not sue us or there will be no legal ramifications whatsoever. So Dojo's in St. Louis, dear friend of the oh, program, yeah. Joe Orff. Oh, goodness. If you're, ever, if you're ever in St. Louis, go see him. He Obviously, there's no uh, real storefront right now due to the time we're living in, but there may be a storefront, if not at least a food truck in the future. So Dojo's for all your bagel, donut, coffee needs. And now there is a hopefully not short run, but right now it's probably short run, ice cream collaboration with him and an ice cream company, which obviously caught my eye. Fantastic. So go, Joe. Yeah, Dojo's in St. Louis. So have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thanks. Signing off.